Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. The words quoted above are part of the closing remarks of Jesus spoken to his disciples at the end of his public ministry when he was alone with his disciples. And they speak about ideas that are pivotal to the Christian ethos that define the Christian faith. Forgiveness and love are essential ideas to being a Christian in the world. Four verses are in the heart of the Sermon on the Mount and surrounding the Lord's Prayer, tell us the core of the Christian philosophy in the world. They are verses not readily embraced by the rest of us. These verses connect the pardon we receive to the pardon we give to others. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive those who owe us. The idea of forgiveness is a word from the world of business transactions. There are parables that make it evident that everyone liked to have their debts cancelled. But the same people whose death has been cancelled by others are reluctant to cancel the debts that others owe them. This is something perverse about human sinful nature. It is the thing that when we are Christians and citizens of the kingdom of heaven, we must challenge and reverse and counter. In other words, Christian people forgive other people. Why is this a difficult thing to do? In the first place, we operate with blind spots in relation to how we treat other people. We often do not make the connection with the benefits we have received and the ways in which we are mistreating other people. In our mind, it is one thing when it is being done by us. It is another thing when we are doing it to others. It requires special lenses to operate with a sensitivity to treat others in the same way we wish to be treated. This is also because we often like to make excuses for the things we do to others, when it is us who are doing it to others. We do not call what we do to them by the same name we call it when others are doing it to us. The other reason we do not see what we do in the same way as we call what others do is because we construct 
these categories in which we put other people so that mistreating them is okay. We tell ourselves that they are not like us because of this and that categories, because of their poverty or of their religion or of their politics or of their skin color. We say they are not the same as us and do not deserve to be treated in the same way that we are treated. But at the heart of this Christian philosophy is a commitment is a commitment to the fundamental equality of all human beings. When it comes to this principle of equality, we must be mindful how we operationalize it, this notion of equality. We do not mean by equality that we should do to others exactly what they have done to us, or as we think they would do to us if they had the opportunity. When we act towards others, we ought to act towards them with a duty of care to act in a manner that secure their essential humanity. We do what is best for them or in their best interest, irrespective of their record. It is a good thing to illustrate this in respect of the war between Russia and Ukraine. What would we desire? Would we desire for somehow Ukraine to become the bully with bigger guns and turn them on Russia and so put Russian children at risk and bomb Russian schools and cultural sites and put its aged and its seniors at risk? and reduce Moscow's cultural, special cultural sites to ruin as Moscow has done to Kyiv and to Ukraine. Is that the outcome we seek? Perhaps we can further illustrate it closer to home. One of the effects of the war has been to increase fuel prices for oil producing countries so that they earn more. The other day, Venezuela sold us oil in Jamaica through the Petrocaribe arrangement at reduced prices and then turned around and forgave 50% of what Jamaica owed Venezuela for oil. No sooner Venezuela did that, Jamaica joined the USA in a campaign to disparage Venezuela and voted against Venezuela in the OAS, the Organization of American uh, security. Despite the benefit we had received, and now that history has forced us to seek to buy oil from Venezuela again, we would like them to sell us oil once again on as favorable as of terms as possible. We would not like Jamaica's malfeasance to be held against Jamaica. There is a timelessness to the value of this principle of forgiving the trespasses of others as the basis of our own forgiveness. It calls on us to put ourselves in the position of others. And it requires us also to grant others the benefit of the doubt. So many wars would not have begun in the first place and have no reason 
to continue. If we made that reciprocal forgiveness the basis of our action, we would sleep better at night if only we learned how to forgive. Forgiveness is something we should offer freely. We do not wait for others to deserve our forgiveness in order for us to offer forgiveness. When we offer forgiveness in the economy of God, we receive forgiveness, we gain peace, and we discover the best in each other. Let us make the world a better place by generously offering our pardon to others. It was what makes us Christian. Amen.